Today is Sunday, May 31st, and this is the 27th episode of the 2v1 Podcast. If this is your first time joining in, we post weekly on our iTunes account as well as Stitcher and our SoundCloud account. You can also follow us all at our 2v1 Twitter. Enjoy! Yeah, it's obviously real big on mine. You're real big on mine. Ooh. Oh, snap. Okay. And so it begins. <laughs> video games. Tell me about So, Nick, games. last night I texted you, and it was one of those things where I was like, oh, should I do this, this, or this, even though I already had my mind made up. <laughs> yeah. And you told me to do something else. It wasn't what I wanted to hear. So you said, then go do that. And then I did that, which was finally after literally, what, six months, maybe a yeah, little bit at more. Yeah, least, at least, yeah. I started Alien Isolation. Yeah. Is that the How much did you play? Sega game? What? Is that the game on the Genesis? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just make so sure. anyways, since Josh is fired anyways, and he just quit, um, <laughs> I, I didn't play a whole lot because I got... I only played for probably about a half an hour, but I it was cool because I just wanted to play until some sort of inciting event happened, and it didn't take very long. Like, you start off, and everything's fine and good, and there there's a spacewalk where you're connecting the shuttle that you're on to, like, the, like the, the big spacecraft that you're boarding or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. And right off the bat, before anything happens... Some catastrophe happens, and you get separated, and your other two people get blown off into space. <laughs> and then you're boarding by yourself. So I thought that was... Of course. I, I immediately had an appreciation for the name of the game, Isolation. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan. But it, it looks it looks pretty amazing. Uh, I would imagine, had I played it you know, right when I got it, it would have looked even better. But it... You know, it's no, it's no advanced warfare cutscene graphics, but it still looks pretty dang good. Yeah, and I think um, it, since it's, like, in a spaceship, there's not a whole lot of actual texture. Right, yeah, just the environments and stuff look absolutely amazing. I, yeah. I, I guess I was uh, mostly talking about the people. And, again, they don't, by any stretch of the imagination, look bad or anything. It's just like, oh, this this is expected, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think there would be many people in that game in the yeah. first place. and I'm sure... There's not going to be a whole lot. And I didn't read any spoilers or anything like that. And so when I say this, this is con- this is purely conjecture on my part. So technically not a spoiler. But I have a feeling it won't be the last that I saw of the one guy that, blast- that got blasted off into space. I think his name was Samuels. And I also think he's an android. <laughs> because... Oh, yeah. He, Classic. yeah, there was there was something about him, and there was just you know obviously being familiar with the Alien franchise and everything that's you know you're naturally suspicious of that. And then mm-hmm. I think you wake up from hypersleep, and you ask him you know if he's been up for a while or something like that, and he just says like, "I don't need as much, I don't need sleep like you do," or something like that. And I was like, "Well, you're an android." Yeah, that that <laughs> seems pretty obvious. Exactly, right off the bat. it was pretty in your face. <laughs> but I hope so, he is because I love. So that you stuff. didn't um, you didn't even really play far enough into no combat or anything. Glimpse the alien, yeah, okay. That yeah, that is correct. Uh, I will say it's the best fire I've ever seen in a video game. 
<laughs> yeah. There was a vent that was blown open and, you know, just arbitrarily spewing fire. And it, it looked unbelievable. So cool. The fire yeah. textures. Yeah. Next gen. Yeah. True, true next gen. <laughs> but it just, I, it uh, just, uh, it makes me think of how much I love the original Alien and watching it with you, Nick, for the pat, or, you know, whatever that was, probably three years ago at this point. Marathoning the series. Yes, but for the first time as an adult, because mm-hmm. it just, it's, the movie's called Alien, and yes, there's a xenomorph in it, but as an adult, that's not even really a big part of the story. It's setting nope. the ground for everything, but, like, what's happening with the company, Wayland Dutani and the incognito android, like, you know, trying to preserve the alien at all costs, forget the lives of the people, and all, like all that stuff. As a kid, I didn't pay attention to, and it just no, blew not. me away as an adult. And I loved it. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely something I never paid attention to yep. as a kid. Exactly, because just... like all all you're concerned with is oh, alien monster. There's an alien. Scary. Yeah, there's a monster, yeah. and it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, but then it's actually a pretty intriguing thriller absolutely yeah that's a good point good way of putting it doesn't prometheus go into that a lot more too totally prometheus is amazing yeah i mean prometheus basically used the exact same setup kind of only i think they knew he was an android yes yes and he was like a good android yeah yeah he everybody trusted him yeah yeah i mean who wouldn't trust michael fassbender obviously (laughs) I have some really good news for you. Ooh, let's hear um, Earth Defense Force 2 comes out. They just announced it. That, what <laughs> Wait, was the I last it was one out. called? Did it, was That's, it not called 2? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that franchise at all, but this one's called Earth Defense Force 2 Invades from Planet Space. That's fun. Just invades I, from planet space. I definitely this, this thought is, a second one came out. Me a too. While ago. I, there I was also thought that. But. I'm going to find out the difference between all of them. I almost yeah. looked at my phone and I'm sitting on a computer. What's that say about our generation? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate the second game. It was just it had lost the charm of the first one, and by charm I mean just awful quality of it. But there was something about the first one that, for some reason, I spent way too much time with it and loved it but it was almost like uh the the loot system was incredible and there were some weapons that you could only get from certain enemies on certain levels and the drop rate was just abysmal just so so tiny and for some reason it was fun just farming over and over again and trying to get these ultimate amazing weapons (laughs) i made nick p play it with me numerous times to help in co-op and i think he hated it hated (laughs) i think i think it destroyed our friendship (laughs) <laughs> he hated that game there's a yeah, lot of it looked too. pretty bad aren't there quite a few of those now like four or five almost well yeah there was one on snes that i obviously never played oh wait um, there was one on the snes yes oh, okay okay I had no so idea about that yeah there wow. was there was edf 2017 that was the original one uh which by the way is two years from now so that'll be fun and <laughs> The, the the sequel that I was talking about is Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon, and that came out in 2011. And, right. Yeah, that's and the it one was, you didn't play much of. They added, like, uh, adversarial multiplayer and stuff, which was hilarious, but it was nothing. It was also nothing. Remember Saints Row <laughs> multiplayer? <sighs> Saints Row multiplayer <laughs> was 
one of one of the best experiences I had on the Xbox 360. Is that the original Saints Row? Well, and here's yeah, here's the thing. Saints Row 1 did not have co-op. It only had adversarial. The uh, adversarial multiplayer was honestly top 3 experiences for me on Xbox 360 for the entire life of the gen- like this the entire generation. It was so amazing. And it was one of those things where it was it was it was reminiscent of Halo 2 days. It wasn't, "Hey, do you guys want to play tonight? What time? This that or the other thing." It was you got home and you got on and you were on. And we had we had our gang which was called the Blackhawk Saints and we I don't know, there there might have been around 10 of us, but at any given time on any night, you know, there was at least enough to get a good round of Protect the Pimp going. And it was just so <laughs> amazing. There were two amazing ones. There there was Protect the Pimp and uh there was like a like a Pimp My Ride mode. I can't remember. I swear Bling was in it. But I have to check now. Who but, were you protecting the pimp from? Okay, so there <laughs> was a gangs? team of attackers, and then there was the team that had the pimp. And the pimp and your, I mean, your team, but the pimp was all that mattered, had to get to from point A to point B. And while you're escorting him, you're escorting the pimp to point B, the other team is trying to come kill the pimp. He doesn't have to kill the whole team. If, if you kill the pimp, then, you know, the attackers win. Or I don't yeah, know how so you VIP. That, but you get my point. Yeah. And then you just took turns. But it was seriously just it was so well done. And of course you had the you had a giant pimp hat and a pimp hand. And <laughs> like if somebody got too close to you, you just smacked them and it was an instant kill. And it happened more than you think it would. Because those games were so fast paced. It was amazing. But I have to see here now. That's um, real funny. I never knew about that. Yes, and then the transition to Saints Row 2, what they still had adversarial. I think they got rid of that in 3, maybe. But nobody... I, I didn't play it much in 2. Not only did I not have the initial squad of people that I played with, but it just wasn't as good. It, it, for some reason, the first one was amazing. And it had all these crazy problems and glitches. The most prominent one was... I think I've mentioned this to you guys before. It was called Spawn Bodies. And you know, that's what we called it anyway. And both teams would spawn and you could move like on your screen but if you looked around at your teammates everybody was standing still frozen and even though everybody was moving and you're all communicating you can't see what everybody else is doing so basically it's almost like you're the soul of a player and you're going through the map but all the physical bodies are still standing at the at the beginning so if you basically the first person to run over to the other side just slaughtered the entire team and killed everybody it probably happened like one out of every three games. It was terrible. Hmm. Good times. Saints Row. Yes, indeed. But then the 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 co-op in Saints Row 2 was also in my top three co-op experiences. It was just, I, I played, the, I did everything possible with Dursky in that. And it was amazing. I sort of feel bad about missing those, but at least playing the third... Yes. Was a great experience. Yes, it definitely was. And 4 was still really good, but by the time... I don't want to say it had gotten old, you know, because I definitely yeah. enjoyed playing it with you, but it's just like one of those things where... Two, I think 2 was the pinnacle, because that was the perfect mix of insanity and actual gunplay and everything. You know, where... Yeah. It, especially in 4, it's like, why do you even have guns? <laughs> four, 4 was just so trivialized. Everything. Yeah. You didn't need guns. And you didn't... More importantly, the thing I didn't like, you didn't need vehicles. 
Yep. And I loved, you know, modding my vehicles. And like, that was actually a pretty, they got pretty intrinsic with that, uh, or intensive rather, with customizing vehicles and putting mods on it, you know, both from a performance and aesthetic standpoint in two. Yeah. And probably three as well. And then four, three did. Like, why sure. would I waste my time doing this? Yeah. Three did for sure, but then four, you just run all over the place. Mm -hmm. And fly. Yeah. And fly. I forgot you could fly. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to bring that series back. I I, I kind of would hope they leave it alone, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, they, don't, they probably won't because there's money involved. But it would be nice if they just let it die peacefully because I'm, I'm okay with where it's at now, but it could definitely get run into the ground big time. I mean, it's nearing that anyways. They're going to remaster yeah. all of them and launch them as a triple pack. Yeah. Well, they did They did that with four, right? Yeah, you are correct. Yes. B blinged out ride. That's what it was called. That was the most... So in, in the first one, the other one that we played, in addition to... Like, they had big-ass chains, chains, which was hilarious, too. Like, you, I think you killed people and picked up their chains, which was sort of like... Um, what's that? Kill confirmed in Call of Duty where you pick up their dog tag. But Blinged Out Ride mm. was amazing because you had to get to, you had to raise a certain amount of money. And then once you hit a certain threshold, you could take it to the chop shop and get it upgraded. And the threshold increased every time. And furthermore, your car could be destroyed, which would take it, I think it would take it back to level one. So it was like, there was a team car and you would all get in and, you know, drive by each other. And I mean, it was actually... <laughs> gangster which was <laughs> so good that they i can't believe how well they did it back then it was so much fun nick have you been playing anything crazy and strange on that there pc you got no just just a lot of witcher more witcher or more destiny definitely more witcher yeah. you guys have been playing destiny though with that dlc right yeah yeah it's uh it's been fun but I think I said last week that I'll play it like more on like a weekly basis, not not daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or maybe um, even monthly. <laughs> you well, go, you go through those. Well, actually, Josh was one that said that where you go through those spurts, you play it for a month and then you don't. Yeah. Well, and, and Josh and I like briefly talked about it yesterday about how. Josh, you said it's like they 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 release content that is worth playing for a couple weeks at a time and then it goes back to not really being interesting yeah even even with the whole trials mode should we ever get all of the armor from it what why go play it again then at that point you know yeah i mean I, given video the, game existentialism given that takes a lot of time and will probably never happen still just the fact that, that can happen yeah and it's funny. It it would have been hilarious listening to us yesterday playing Trials. Um, <laughs> Alex, try. I don't know if we talked about it last week. Trials no, and of I've Osiris. actually been confused when you guys brought this up. So go ahead. Yeah, Trials of Osiris is a you kind of like buy in. You get a you get a passage token, and you just play teams of three, three against three. You only get one life per round, and whoever wins five rounds wins the match. And you can revive. And you can revive, yeah. And which what's makes this on again? Really intense. Huh? What, what platform? No, this is uh, in Destiny. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah, Boy, yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Clueless. So 
you you get three losses before you have to start all over again, and you have to like get a new passage coin and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can get up to nine wins. And as you as you reach certain levels of wins, you get certain rewards. Okay. So it's like really high stakes, and the people that are playing it are, you know, everybody playing it is obviously like trying as hard as they can and playing with their best gear and everything. So it makes it really, really intense. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but you go through this back and forth, like, holy shit, I love this to, wow, I hate this game and I never want to play it again. (laughs) And, 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 and we said that it's not the game's fault though. It isn't. No, it's, you know, anytime you lose, you're going to, it's your ability. Get that. Yeah, it's it's purely based on ability, which is really cool. You, yeah, but, you put time in, but regard yeah, regardless of what it's based on, you're saying you invest this time, and then it's for nothing because you screwed and, up, and you might not get anything. Yeah, oh. and which happened last night, <laughs> which happened last night, and which happened last weekend also because we, uh, no, it was just this weekend that we've been doing kind of okay. It's it's only a weekly event. It only it starts on Friday and goes through. Monday? Yeah. Yeah. So so it's not something that you can do all the time. So there's kind of also this anticipation for it, which is another interesting aspect of it. Cause like mm-hmm. I think last week we after doing it for the first time, I told Josh, I was like, we're we're never gonna get anywhere in this. Like there's no way we are going to be successful in this mode. And it almost was like, why why are we even wasting our time? This weekend rolls around and all of a sudden, we're like really excited for it again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's something that you kind of can't help because there's that thrill of we're doing well. Maybe we can actually win, and then all of a sudden things just fall apart and you lose forever. <laughs> <laughs> which which happened, which happened twice now this weekend. Like we we were on a roll two times, just winning constantly, and then we would just lose three in a row and we have to start all over again. And I think, Josh, you at least got to the point where you got, like, a good reward. I got the first, I guess, the first legendary tier reward at five wins. I was 5-0. and yeah. We were 5, well, I was 5-0 and because we were a little offset because I had those buffs. Yeah. But we, and, one more and, win. And I was 4-0. Yeah, one more win would have gotten and me the legendary ended up package and we lost three straight. Yeah, we ended up losing three straight. Which was and infuriating. It's, yeah, like brutal. you you go from that elation of doing so well to just bombing. And it's both I love it and hate it and I don't know. It's it's really cool but I also don't want to spend a lot of time playing it or like worrying about it or thinking about it cuz there really is no end goal. It's just to get stuff, which is destiny in a nutshell. Get stuff. Get have things. Have things. Mm-hmm. You need all of the things. Basically, everything against your actual life philosophy, Josh. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> Get rid yeah, of things. Yeah. Well, he, you don't keep my, many things in that game either. No, I, yeah. <laughs> You're right, Do you keep them for a little bit and then sell them on eBay? Is that how it works in Destiny? Oh my god, imagine if there was like an, a market, a Destiny market. Hey, guess that who would be, be playing if that were the case? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, god, uh, it would be the, Marvel all over again. There, There isn't near enough loot in that game to have a market, though. No, no. People end up getting the same things yeah. after 
enough play time. But I, uh, that is like the big problem with Destiny that everybody's always been, you know, putting against it since it came out is what, what is the point of playing this game? Because everybody gets the same things. There's only so much content. And I mean, playing trials kind of is pointless, but if, if you think about it as any other multiplayer game, you spend any, so much time playing Halo. Yeah. Yep. Over the years, we have spent so much time playing Halo, and it has never had goals. Yeah, what I was going to say, Nick, is you can extrapolate that across any online experience mm-hmm. and say, what's the point? Why am I doing yeah. this? It's yeah. even looking back at Mass Effect multiplayer. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was well, the exact same concept. You're playing for the next thing you could get. Yeah, here and here's the way I look at it. There's Well, there might be more than three things, but... There's three things that we've just mentioned. Destiny, it sounds to me like you really can, until they, you know, release another DLC or an update, you can hit a cap and basically be the man and have the best stuff, correct? Sort of. Yeah, they... Sort of. Before this new DLC, yes, absolutely, but this okay, one added and then a couple other... Now that there's new stuff, you could do it functions. again, and you'd have to wait for another release. But the point is, you can keep sort of topping out, right? Mm-hmm. And then Mass Effect, technically you could if you had zero life and moreover if you paid, you know, because you could just keep buying packs. But for our intents and purposes, there is no way you could ever max out a Mass Effect. You could just keep playing for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the whole maxing out, getting a a weapon to 10, I don't know if I'd consider maxing that out. Whereas you can easily, I don't want to say easily, but... At some point, I feel like I had all the characters, or at least you did. Well, yeah, but that's that's my point, though. You, I'm I'm talking from a technicality standpoint. You are still growing and working towards something. True. Because I was always trying out new guns and enjoying new guns. So if all of a sudden I was using this one particular gun, but then I saw one kept creeping up, I got you know a three or a four or a five, then I might switch over just to change things up. My point is. To a to a point, whenever there's DLC or an update, in Destiny, you can hit a ceiling. In Mass Effect, as long as you don't pay and as long as you have a life, you're not going to hit a ceiling. But you are still moving towards something, so it's a continuous experience. And then you have something like Halo, where there is not and never has been an incentive. Except for, I, f- I feel like the most the best one would have been uh, Reach and 4, because you know you could get up to level 130 or whatever. But that's not really an incentive. It's just sort of a benchmark, really. So, so go ahead. Sorry. No, it's yeah. I I have put a ton of time into Destiny. Mm-hmm. I have never reached a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Because unlike most Destiny players, I only play one character. Yeah. One class. And that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. If, like, like, Josh has played all characters and has almost max them out up until this dlc uh, josh can you tell our listeners the last time you checked how many hours you put into that game <laughs> uh we played with a guy last weekend for trials where i compared our time so as of last weekend i think i have 480 um that's across three characters still that's a lot but the guy we were playing with only had one character like nick and he had 900 plus hours in it i was just gonna say he was a nut. I consider your 480s to be gross. I mean, that's like nearing 
oblivion time for me. And I was, and what I was going to say is you, I'm sure that you pale in comparison to sick people out there, people who are sick. <laughs> so the, yeah, like that, that though is what my, at the start of this conversation point I was leading up to was if you like playing destiny, there isn't really a ceiling mm-hmm. like it. All it boils down to is you like this gameplay and you want to play it all the time. Yeah, and that's like sort you, of that's it, what I was pointing out with these three yeah, models, I guess. Even though they're all different things and some you're working towards, some you're not, and others you're working toward, but you can technically sort of hit a ceiling. At the end of the day, you're playing them because you like them. And Halo's been my example. I just... I always have played it and will all, as long as they don't somehow ruin the franchise, which I don't think they will. I just don't get sick of it. And matter of fact, I put up with some severe self-torture, like with the MCC release, and I still stayed <laughs> at it and kept playing. And, and it's still frustrating. Whenever The only time it doesn't work now is it is Halo is still hypersensitive to NAT problems. Anytime yeah. I play with Yaley or Brozich, getting into matches is like getting a root canal um <laughs> unless usually if i if i host we have better luck but especially and if it's just the two of us but if you have yaley or brozich in a party of a bunch of people forget about it like don't don't even try because they're just it's so frustrating to me that it plays such a big factor especially now on this console cuz it yeah it was it was irritating on the on 360 but it was not like prohibitive of playing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's straight. It just is now. And I hate that. I still don't have an explanation for it. And I know I'll never get one. No, you won't. I don't know if I've had any issues. You have whenever uh, one of those guys have joined and I'm not demonizing them. They just, they have those issues and it, it's, they're annoying to work out. I know how it is, but the only thing is once you actually do sit down and read about it and learn how to do the port forwarding and actually do it and set it up like, you're done. You never have to do it again. If you remember, I was having these these problems when I got my stupid Apple router, and yes, it was annoying, but I did it, and it's been flawless ever since. So, just takes a little bit of effort, like anything else. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I haven't played enough Halo, so I haven't played with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for you, it just really doesn't out. matter. <laughs> I, but you know what, I do have a lot of trouble with is is uh, Destiny. Mm-hmm. I get I get kicked from Destiny servers pretty often. Now, do you think that's their servers or an issue with you? I don't know because I think it's the servers because I, I mean I get I, kicked every once in a while too. Well, yeah, but I yeah. get kicked more than you. Then I, I don't think. think it's I don't think it's you guys because most of the time we never have any problems when we do stuff. The other day, that's Nick, true. before you played Trials and you weren't on yet, it took me about three or four tries of actually even getting into the game. It kept booting. Me. Yeah, that's true. I, it's just. It's so weird how that stuff happens, especially when that game is specifically always online. Like how how does that how does that work? Hashtag twenty fifteen. Still having these problems. Yeah, I'll, I'll and I don't think it. that I honestly. I mean, there's so many things we do not know. I know about that stuff, and and it's good that we always acknowledge that. But I'm still allowed to hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just when when is it ever going to get to the point where it it's not perfect, but near perfect. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't expect perfect because that's not possible. That's unattainable. But yeah. I do want near perfect. 
in, t- in two years from now when we're recording a podcast, we're going to remember this moment and everything's going to be perfect in our lives with the internet and video everything. games. Oh, yeah. Everything will be perfect. We'll, there will be no remasters, all new games. We, there will be an all-service provider. <laughs> and I will sell my soul to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but Destiny, this DLC, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good and the just... There does not need to be an end goal. No. It, it like people need to quit thinking about that game that way. Like mm-hmm. that that has been the major detriment against it since it came and out. And it's not was, even a detriment. Like just play it and yeah, it. Yeah, like everybody's like, "Well, what am I doing all this for?" Well, there's no point in you doing it if you aren't enjoying it. If, you, if you're going to ask like, that question, experience. why play video games at all? Yeah, why are you playing video games? Yeah. yeah, it's just Bungie did a really good job with the actual gameplay. And just, you know, with them and shooters, it's pretty yeah, much the feel. Yeah, Appreciate the feel, is the feel of what it is and how it plays. Because that's, it, yeah, it, unfortunately, a, that's sort of rare. Today. From a gameplay perspective, it, I, I think it's about as perfect as shooter comes. I think they, um, I think... It sucks too because a lot of people that play Destiny do not play multiplayer, which is crazy to me. It and it's that is so crazy to me because it it works so well. It's it's very fast paced, so so it's really on par with current things like Call of Duty or you know Halo Four because yeah. they sped up Halo a lot. And and I mean it's Bungie, like so they. Their original, you know, Halo formula multiplayer was amazing, and it worked really well, and they have really good gameplay feel. And that translated into Destiny, but I I think people were just so pissed about there's no reason to really play it that they didn't even give it a chance. And that sucks, because it's a lot of fun, and that is a major reason of why I like the game, is multiplayer, not not necessarily the the uh, player versus environment stuff where you just fight computer AI. Right. Yeah, and so in this upcoming week's the first Iron Banner since the DLC. Uh-huh. And that's going to be taking up a lot of my time. I, I just wish they could... I wish Bungie could figure out some way to draw all those people in. I think Trials was a good start because we've played the couple people we've played with have said well i never played any pvp until this and it got them to want to try it out which is a blessing and a curse because you you get these people coming in you don't really that might suck yeah sure they could be a 34 max level but if they've never played pvp whole other world yeah but i I feel like we kind of trailed off from why you originally brought up trials and how how intense and just the things we were yelling last night. Mm. <laughs> it it really is like I know that the shooters have done the single life thing for a while. That was Counter Strike for how many years? Like ten plus years ago. And just to interject real quick too is uh Halo Five is introducing a mode like that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like and, and then, you know, other games started adopting that. Like the first Gears did that, which was really awesome at the time, because I I was still kind of into Counter Strike at the time, so that appealed to me. But then I hadn't played many other games that did that. I feel like all shooters have that mode 
They have that mode, but no one. But it's never a focus. Really place it. Like all the Call of Duties have it. I'm fairly certain. Oh, do they? I, I think I forget what it's called, but I know it's been in a few. Yeah, I mean, just so like with trials, something about it, the stakes of getting, you know, the equipment that I just said don't worry about getting, but if you like the game and you want to keep getting that stuff, like the stakes in trials make that so intense. Mm -hmm. It like it's it's something I've never really experienced. Like Counter-Strike has had the single life thing forever. But there was no uh, furtherment to your character in those games. So, like, it didn't really matter when you lost. It was just, it was a, just like, a win-loss scenario. Yeah, just you just get wins and losses. But now with Destiny having, like, you want to get better equipment, harder to get equipment, it, it makes it so crazy. And, like, whenever you get on a winning streak, it's like... It's like a high. Like, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe we are doing so well. We are stomping these people who are also trying as hard as they can, who also have high-level gear. And it, it's like a really good feeling. Yeah. But then uh, then it turn, does a complete 180, and you're just, you, you just get stomped. It, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool little new experience for that, that game specifically, and me, personally, for a shooter. And it's great when... When a match ends and it it shows that the other team hit their third loss. Yeah, yeah, you find out when you when you ruin their days. <laughs> you just ruin their entire day. Yeah. Oh, I'm and at, that imagine and one of those teams never... being like eight wins too. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. other world of frustration. I don't know if we broke down the numbers, so Alex, just uh, you can get up to nine wins. Okay. And you have three losses so there's uh the goal of getting going nine and zero is one of the things that they introduce to get you to like a secret area and better equipment and stuff yeah so like nine wins in a row is crazy hey we i mean i was five and oh last night yeah so. i mean and there's things to help you get there faster but just just that that amount of wins still is wild to me i don't i don't know yeah it just seems so unattainable and we do fine like we hold our own in that mode but i don't know it's i think getting to the the five and six win mark is is really just the goal for me at least just that me yeah me too that right first now, set of armor but... and the legendary package at six wins yeah so and it's just this is a feeling I have never experienced in a shooter. You know, like I, I quit playing multiplayer shooters a lot within the past couple of years because I just don't care. You know, like the the competition was never there for me after a while. Um, probably after Halo Reach, like I played a lot of four, but I was never like, oh, we have to win, or I care, or I cared about winning. I was kind of just playing it because it was fun to play. I miss Reach. Reach was great. I yeah. I love it so much, and I hate that even though I have it for free, and Tommy and I went on a little stint of playing it digitally on a 360, I've just become uh, a next-gen snob. Like, I, I seriously cannot play 4 or Reach anymore on my 360 because the frame rate is just vomit. Is it really? I swear to God, like, it, 
I don't want to say it makes me sick to the point where like I get sick, but I, I actually got a headache one time from playing it. Wow, I don't I don't ever remember it's been forever. But, and, but I don't ever it, remember hitchiness. It, it might not even affect you as much because you don't play MCC that much. But you know, that's I, true. I play it at least three or four times a week, if not even maybe a little bit every day or something like that on a on a week where I'm playing a lot of it. And then if I switch back to 360, it's just like, ugh. Which is yeah, killer. I guess going from sixty down to thirty or whatever, and it's to killer 30. to me because yeah. I would rather ten times over play it on three sixty because as usual, it's the only one that has team heavies. It has game types I like. It gets you into matches. It works. It's still great, but <laughs> it, it's just it like works. Yeah, it's brutal, and I just can't do it. And they just I, added that new uh, Halo Two remastered map in the one playlist, uh, Relic. Oh really? Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That came with ODST. One more new remaster. Well, it's so frustrating because I, at least I can play, you know, just the specific four playlist. But all you ever get is Solace, Sky, Skyward, if that's what it's called, or like one other map. Like it's always the same maps. That and when you're anytime you play just Team Slayer or anything. Everyone plays Halo Three, and I Halo Three or stupid ass Legendary. Like no, just just play Halo Four. It's the best game, and just play it with powers. Play it the way it's supposed to play. Just be normal. (laughs) I just I wish they just added playlist specifics, like uh, Halo Four Slayer, and then like you could go maybe go to Team Slayer, and then there's a sub playlist Halo Four. I'm I'm not going to sit and complain about MCC, but the what they need to do is. They need to give more thought to their playlists. Their playlists don't make sense. That's actually the biggest <laughs> drawback. It doesn't make any sense. I think I think it is funny how common you guys like you guys say three is so common, and that was the one Halo I did not play online. Yeah, that much. and and I still want to know: Did it really suck that bad back then? Which I'm tempted to say it probably didn't, and I feel like something got screwy with the transfer over to MCC, but by the same token, if that's the case, why the hell does everybody play it? Yeah. I just, oh, I do not like the way it feels, and the leading and the lag with the bullets, it's, oh, it's awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't like playing 3 at all. I don't know why either, because I played 3 all the time on the 360, yeah. but... I think that had the biggest MLG influence, and I think that's why yeah. all the... Like, really? The co- yeah. Oh, totally. I think so. And I think that's why all the core... Halo gamers that are playing MCC today, that's why you get outvoted every time because it's you those know, people. Does it, you can't sprint in that one probably, no. right? Correct. Yeah, so that makes sense. It the was the most recent before powers, we'll put it that way. Uh huh. Oh, it's just, I don't know. It didn't age well for me. No, me neither. Like, I, I can still play too. I mean, I don't prefer to, but I have no problem with it. That still feels good yep. to me. I agree. Even even CE, I'd rather be playing. I, totally. I yeah, I, I, yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I like to have my CE fixes because it's good. And I, I do fun. not remember back when just playing CE on the Xbox. I always knew the, the Magnum was amazing, but at this point, that's all I use. Like, I won't pick up a sniper. I won't even pick up rockets. Yeah, like back, I'll pick up rockets, but, and if it's a huge map, sniper. But I can remember back in the day, I always, like during the time when CE was the only Halo, I remember thinking how powerful a shotgun is. It either A, wasn't, or B, they toned it down. Because it's like not very good at all in in MCC's version. 
and you know, you, there's no point in using that over a pistol. And <laughs> the most pow- powerful shotgun, in my opinion, is in four. It's re- it's retarded in four. It's amazing. I like the uh, hey. the other one in four. I forget what it's called. Bolt shot. No, 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 no. The uh... scatter shot. Is it? Yeah, scatter shot. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very hit or miss with it. But the regular shotgun, I just adore it. I never get to use a scatter shot in MCC because there's no ordnance ever. Ordnance is gone. Where's well, they, they did away with that back during just Halo 4 era. Yeah, you know what? I forgot that was even a thing. Well, it's, it it's definitely still around away. on 360. So I, I feel like some playlists, they started to yeah, some maybe. From it. I know, I know what you mean, Josh. I totally remember that just g- kind of going away. I don't know why. Like, I, I think it fits. It works in that game. I don't think it's, like, annoying or anything, you know? That's just me. No, I, I was completely okay with it, too. Whatever. I just, You know what? I want 5 to come out. That's my summary statement. I'm actually really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely am. I wanted to toss in a tiny little Destiny comparison. Okay. Um, The pistol and pistol, handguns, whatever, Hand and Halo. Hand cannons are the best multiplayer weapons in in Destiny. That's yeah. sweet. That's pretty <laughs> Bungie cool. Bungie carried over that whole thing. I'm picturing the RDW or whatever it's called in Call of Duty. It, it's a single shot hand cannon. The only thing is it's not very useful, but it looks sweet. <laughs> and it makes me think of that. Yeah, yeah. The, the hand cannons in Destiny are literally like, they're like a foot long with <laughs> huge barrels. It makes and, me think of Resident Evil 4's. And you can basically snipe with them. That's and Nick, awesome. this is this is post the update where they were even better. Yeah, they nerfed them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Too. And they're still and, and it's still like the best thing to use. Yeah, those and those and scout rifles are pretty much all I use. Speaking of nerfing and such, I'm so tempted right now because it's ten dollars. I'm so tempted to buy the first Modern Warfare digitally. <laughs> Why? Because it's yeah. still, it is still to this day my favorite COD. Uh, presumably, since it's on sale, there will be a very small percentage of people that will buy I, it and start playing it I bet it again. people still play it. Exactly. I mean, no matter what, there'd be people playing. But this will have, Wait, my guess, inclu- is like a 1% surge. the multiplayer? What? It includes the multiplayer. I would, Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. That would be insane if it didn't. I mean, I don't even know how I would check. But the point is, I'd love to do that because part of my reason... I didn't I didn't quite want to get rid of Advanced Warfare was every once in a while Yaley and I like to get on and play COD. I don't know why. We both hate it. We both suck at it now, but we just like <laughs> and then it was the last straw. Like I we did do it the one night and I was like, you know what, I really do hate this, so I'm getting rid of it and I did. But I can always go back to Modern Warfare One because it was still my favorite and that was one that I never got bad at. I was consistently good from the time it came out to the time I stopped playing it. So. When was the last time you played it online? Oh hell, I don't know. Are you sure it would age well then? Because, I mean, think... Nope, I have no idea. But you know what? It would cost me $5 because we would share the license. Okay, yeah. So, Because, you know. to be honest, before before MCC came out, I would have would have never thought I did not enjoy playing 3. No, you are 100% correct. But for, that's a, a gamble a I'm willing point. to take for 5 bucks. I think I yeah. played more Modern Warfare 2 than the first one. I played a lot of both, but I think 2 was the... I played a lot of 2 also. That was freshman year of college for me. I can I have memories of playing a ton of that in the dorms, but I definitely played one more. That It's weird. <laughs> I, I always think back on stuff like this. Some of my strongest friendships were like either forged or 
uh, reinforced through video games. And I love that. Yeah. Yaley with Modern Warfare, like our 3 and 4 a.m. nights on high school school nights when you have to get up at 7 in the morning, which is so stupid, by the way, (laughs) because you don't do that in real life, except for, you know, a very small percentage of jobs. Hey, kids, play video games until 5 a.m. Yeah. And what the heck? Um, Halo 4 with Yodi. Like, we'd always been friends, you know, but when Halo 4 came out, that is literally what just just you know got us i guess back in touch with each other which was awesome i'm really hoping five can kind of create that atmosphere again same yeah. Where, because before before mcc came out we all thought that would happen and then mm-hmm. obviously it was a complete disaster and yeah, i mean it did for a while though like we had a pretty robust community going for a while especially with custom games more importantly yeah yeah um but i, I feel I like want, we, we basically thought it was we were going to be doing more of it than what we did. And that yeah, was, that I, wasn't our fault. It was, it was the game being a botch. Totally. I think, I think it will be a success when Nick Reed signs on. I, I can almost guarantee I won't. Oh, I, cause <laughs> I was just immediately I, I mean, shattering my dreams. I I'm, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get it. Like I yeah. will be there day one. Cause mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I have an Xbox One that I need to get use out of, so I might as well play the exclusives. Yeah. And I do still have reverence for Halo. Yeah. Like, that is never going to go away. Yeah. But I I was just sitting here thinking about this, and I thought about it, you know, back to Destiny for two seconds. That's okay. We can can talk about Destiny as much as you like. It's really... It's just the reason I like Trials of Osiris and Destiny's multiplayer in general is that it is small games. Mm-hmm. It's it's small maps, it's small team team numbers, and that for me is what I always liked in Halo. I I played a lot of big team w- with you guys and I played a lot of big team in Halo 2 when they introduced it. But you like all the way better. back all the way back to Halo CE, split screen, four player multiplayer, then then once they went online with two, my favorite things were free for all, individual, mm-hmm. just eight player games, and Team Slayer, four versus four. Yeah. I like smaller stuff so much more. Hmm. I'm not a free for all person at all. So I, I really never play that. But yeah, I haven't been either, Josh. Sometimes. Oh, I was huge. Right. I loved Rumble. Big Pit team is my favorite though, solely because I love vehicles. Same here. You and I are both total vehicle whores and always yeah. have been. Though. Yeah. Like we w- it, we would get in and just ruin everybody's days like nine out of ten games. And with Destiny, they, they I don't want to say they did away with vehicles, but it's not of a concern at all. And they tried it and nobody plays them. And yeah. it's at the point where they there are only like two maps, two, two maps with vehicles at the start. And they moved those out of a complete separate uh, playlist. It's not even in like a, a typical control type playlist. Yeah, and it kind of sucks though because I haven't seen either of those maps since the first couple months of of Destiny because they they're not in the rotation anymore. And I liked the maps. Mm-hmm. I just that's that's why I don't see myself getting into five. Is because it's not going to give me that what I like. Well, Nick, I mean, multiplayer shooters. five, they, they already came out and said five is going to be a, more of a Halo Roots game where it's a lot close quarters, quicker game. Yeah, that's play. what they're saying. So, well, maybe it will then, but I just don't see it happening. I, I don't know. No loadouts. I, I have no, I have map. no hopes 
of that happening. I for whatever. I have a slight feeling that you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm going to pray to Sithis that that's going to happen. Yeah. The Dread Father. <laughs> no, I think you will be. I think they're going to surprise you. Cool. We'll see. I, I didn't like the beta. <laughs> I didn't want to play that that much. You know what, though? Even I didn't. And it's, I don't know, there's, I'm, Same I'm with just me. weird about betas. Like, I wanted to try it, and that was it. So. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, never mind. They, they have a year in between. They could totally change it, how I it mean, feels. it could, it could literally be a completely different game. Well, yeah, we'll so. find out in the next round of the beta, because there's inevitably yeah. going to be one. Which they really should do. I hope they do that. I wouldn't be surprised at E3. They just come up and say, all right, beta's out. Go play. Yeah. yeah. It would It would be a really good idea to like front load testing their servers. Well, that, and I, I, <laughs> I feel like they should add a beta involving vehicles just to kind of get that Josh. down. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. with all the new, the new movement stuff they added, I don't know how that's going to affect everything with vehicles like ground pounding one or anything well i think my favorite vehicle experience was in reach with the revenant oh i like yeah, the that hornets. Thing was fun. the hornets were the best oh, Simon oh yeah that's and right. the tanks until they took them out because everybody sucks and complained yeah everybody <laughs> was sick of us going 30 40 50 and one <laughs> yeah you just sat there right where it spawned yeah that was amazing and then you put what they put race in i think yeah, exactly. There weren't many race in four. I don't remember really ever being in one in multiplayer. There were some, but thank God they they never took the scorpion out of heavies. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Am excited to play Halo. Yeah. In October but, of all months, which is weird. Anyhow, the two. So back way back to things that we've played. I like I, I told you about my. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> I told you about my limited experience with um, Alien, and then I did. I put some more decent work into Witcher, and it's. I, I did some thinking about what you were saying, Josh, was like, oh, well, then why play it and all this? Because I was talking about streamlining it and everything and or mainlining it, and it's not even OCD. Like, I can't help it. I'm doing a lot of the side stuff because I, I enjoy doing it. It's yeah, awesome. good. Exactly. I mean, I'm still not out of uh, Flotsam yet but i've i've put some decent time into it and i even i even found myself caring about things that are inevitably going to affect me later on or at least yeah. that's that's my feeling because for example there's one part when you're going up to meet the commandant there and you have to like sneak around the back of the building and i immediately got caught and normally whenever i'm being lazy and just trying to beat it i would have been like whatever but i could tell that there was dialogue and that they were pissed about it so I reloaded and I actually did the stealth part and you, you do a couple of different things. And it was worth my time because I went snooping around behind this compound and found like a real decent silver sword that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So mm -hmm. that so I was rewarded for my patience there and that I really liked. But um, whenever that I was texting you guys several days ago that, you know, I was sort of frustrated with the difficulty level. And I leveled up three or four times, got a few good, a better pieces of equipment, and I'm totally fine now. Plus, I'm just more f comfortable with the somewhat weird controls. Yep. But uh, the things that were just driving me nuts in this cave are called Neckers. And yep. Yeah. Okay, so you know what they are. But uh, it's just, I'm totally enjoying it. And I got to my first, like, big boss, which was that, what's it, the Nay? Nay? K-Ron? Yeah, K-Ron, thank you. And... 
it was funny because I was sitting there, I was, I was putting in some decent time and I, I, I immediately got, I got dropped down into this battle and it, it, I felt I had a dark souls experience. Like I just felt overwhelmed with this giant thing in front of me. I was like, I'm not going to kill this. It killed me in like three hits. I was immediately like, <laughs> damn it. I turned off my Xbox and did whatever else I was doing. And then of course, all it took, I just Googled it real quick before I even played again. It was like, you just have to cast this one sign down to trap its tentacles. And I was like, sweet. Mm -hmm. And then it took me two or three tries. You know, I buffed, of course, with a couple things. And even though he killed me twice, the third time, he didn't even touch me. And I killed it. So it was a good feeling of accomplishment. And I'm I'm into the full throes of enjoying that game. Yeah, I I played. Oh, go ahead. I played for a while this morning before the podcast. And it was the first time I started exploring the second main area. Um. Velen, is that it? Yep. In uh, in the first area, White Orchard, I did everything before leaving it. I didn't really encounter any problems. Everything was pretty much the level you're at. And and now in Velen, I'm finally encountering things that are ten levels higher than me that I, I just can't I can't do any damage to, and getting these quests that are like yep. twenty levels higher than me that eh, just yep. can't start. And that's a, that's a good sign. I'm happy it does that. I uh. I wanted to bring up something that's to that I planned on bringing up anyway, but is so on point with what you said, Alex, about how you are starting to care yeah. about your choices. Totally. Um, I feel like that's a thing that, I mean, in Mass Effect, you'd get these choices and you'd be like, well, I want it to go this way and I'll do, I'll do that. But I never felt like totally invested in that. Mm -hmm. Like there were, there were some major ones that were a really big deal. Like in, in Mass Effect 1, I could not kill Rex because I liked Rex and I wanted him around. I never yeah. killed him through any of my playthroughs. No. Yeah, no. So that that was an example of me actually caring. But overall, that whole series, there were a lot of choices that just don't matter. And then the ending came and none of it mattered. Y yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I was still pretty heavily, in I would say more so invested, even, even for stupid things. It, I think Mass Effect is the perfect example of a game where my moral compass has always been determined by not what I was trying to do in the game or what I, if I was worried about what was going to happen later on, it was always, I literally put myself in Shepard's shoes and yeah, what would I do? What would I do according to my values and my morals in this situation? And that's what I always did. And that was always my favorite part about the Paragon Renegade system and identifying with it as far as, you know, how the what the choices and i think i think i know where nick you're gonna be going with this and that mass effect yes you have to make that choice but for the most part all the choices are pretty straightforward they didn't if, if you wanted to be a you would know paragon, if it was a good or yeah, bad choice. exactly whereas yep. witcher it, it's everything is ambiguous yep. yeah yeah you're right i could see that there's no there's no system of morality which is a great game design okay choice. i agree there's no bar but i have noticed occasionally there are little icons that come up next to dialogue choices and one of them it, you know and it's, it's just a typical playing on human uh reactions there uh -huh. are a few that like are red in color and then there's oh. one that's like a lighter color so you can tell that that's sort of like that's, good or bad yeah I they think. don't have that oh wow three. i totally don't remember that because they did not carry that over to three okay i and i sort of figured that they didn't because you guys had been saying that yeah it uh and, and you know what else like, makes it even more difficult in three or there are some moments 
where you can choose not to be paid, where in real life I would, you know, if it would doing a good deed, whatever. But gold is so sparse that mm-hmm. you kind of want to take it. Yeah. Even even when after finding out all of these events leading up to your payment, you feel like I should totally not be taking money from these people because they're in such dire straits already. <laughs> but you are that is your job. Like, yeah, that is the witcher's job is to get paid for doing these tasks yep. and and inherent in the witcher's conditioning. They don't have emotional investment. So, like, it's business. It's it's a business. Yeah, it's yeah. period. Nick, I just think personal. In. They're they're not even with with you saying they're like emotionally detached. That's what that makes me think of an episode of Star Trek I watched yesterday with Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, which is awesome. It because they're emotionally detached. It's they're not even preying off of people, right? You know, le- not only do they not feel obligated, but they're also not preying off of people. It's just like I'm doing this so you pay me for this. That's yeah. it, Nick. I just this morning I encountered just randomly encountered this uh this little cabin in the woods. I knock on the door and there are chil- just a couple children in there, and He's like, when's the last time you guys ate? And little girl, she's like, about a week ago, we had a charred squirrel. And then, <laughs> and then, it, like three, yeah. three dialogue options come up. And one is, uh, one is give twenty five gold. One is give them some food. And one is ask where their parents are. So I started with asking the parents. And then I, I, I couldn't give them twenty five gold because I couldn't. <laughs> sp- I couldn't. You spare were trying it. to do good, but you couldn't give but, them the gold. No, I gave I them just food. Can't spare I fed them because I had plenty of food, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't spare the gold for these children by themselves in this cabin. Yep. But you know what? The game does a really good job of building this atmosphere. Uh, like I told you guys, it's so grim for peasants. So. So now think about giving some gold to children. Super good chance they're going to get robbed. They're not going to get to use it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's just actually that there's like a real life tie in there too. Like yeah, I don't ever want to give. And I mean, I'm not trying to make some big political statement here, but I don't ever want to give homeless people money because you don't know what they're going to do with it. They're probably going to spend it on alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> but like if you could give them food cuz they're actually starving then you're doing an equally good deed plus you know that you're doing something good for them you know what i mean yeah but- it's 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 fun to think about it, stuff like that in the game cuz i've done that mm-hmm. like and that's a great example josh like i had i didn't even encounter that situation which is really interesting cuz i've been in velen for like 20 hours <laughs> wow um yeah and I wouldn't have given them gold either yep. because I would have thought, why would I give children who are just so powerless in this universe, why would I give them gold? They're already like on their own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching over them. I want to say, no way am I going to give them gold. I want to say it has some, that little encounter I had has something to do with werewolves because she gave me like a werewolf book and there was like some blood on the ground outside. And oh, stuff. weird. So, which is, I, I like how little things like that can lead to potential story quests that you don't really see coming and they just appear so far the game has been so good at doing stuff like that yeah just in your 20 hours coming across quests not just picking them from the notice board Mm -hmm. and you're you're way ahead of me is it still do you still have somewhat limited gold or does it come i have a lot of gold right now it does Um, come 
to a point where you yeah, get by by more. the end of I'm about ready to leave Velen. By the end of that, I I have thousands. Are you leaving Velen with any question marks on your map? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, you are you are not going to do everything because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that is really high leveled. I have quests that are level like twenty something, and I'm level eleven. Do you know? Is there a max level? Do you top off anywhere? I'm sure you do. I would guess 50, but I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not totally not sure. I I didn't even get to the point I was trying to make <laughs> because we got off on the moral thing. Homeless people. This yeah. This <laughs> game in terms of making choices. I was so conflicted with one I just made. It was a major one. Oh, that's amazing. Um near the end of Velen. And there were there were three options that were all so reasonable. And I chose one, and I was like, this is the best choice I can make, I think, right now. And I know it's going to be impactful, but we'll see what happens. Multiple times through the rest of that quest, I kept getting uh, events that would happen that I totally did not see coming. Like, I picked that choice thinking I knew how it would end. And at least two different times throughout the rest of the quest, it it went in totally different directions that I didn't expect. And I ended up feeling really bad about my choice. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going to go back and change it because I, I, that was how long ago in the game. I just want to stick with it. But it culminated in something that I totally regretted. And I think that's really cool because at the time of you making that choice, the game makes this case to make you think this this is probably the best one. And then as you go on, it gets flipped on its head. You're questioning what you did. And then again later, you see the result of it. And it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> it makes you want to go and that's back awesome. and play play through it again completely differently. I don't I, I, I don't, don't think know. I will, but I don't know if I will just because of how much there is to do and I just time-wise I can't see myself investing a whole new playthrough in this game. Mm -hmm. But back there's another point. At this point in Dragon Age Inquisition, I had I'm at like 30 hours in Witcher. At this point in Dragon Age, I was bored. I was like why did I do all of these side quests? None of this is enhancing the game for me. I should have just played the main story. At this point in The Witcher, I still want to continue doing all of this stuff. Because it's, for the most part, really interesting. And not a lot of it is, like, collectible stuff. Mm -hmm. There, There is a fair amount of collectible-type missions. But... For the most part, side quests have narrative and decently written and uh, engaging narrative. It's not just like, oh, these things are killing my friends or whatever. Go here and kill them. It goes, it goes past that, and that's so awesome. Yeah, even though they're all side quests, they're, they're kind of like a main quest in its own little regard. They they all do a really good job of like tying into what is happening, so far at least. Like they're they're not just something totally random. Like you're in your, your opening area, Velen, 
It is just a war-torn, terrible place to live. And you're doing side quests that kind of enhance that. And it... I don't know. I can't, I can't like, gush about it enough. It's... And they did... It's just so well done. They did such a fantastic job with varying the environments, too. Like, every village has a different feel to it. Like, riding through ones that are burnt down with people crying to the to the small mm-hmm. little encampments where, you know, there might be, like, wolves lurking around, but everyone's aware of that. It's just, everything has a different feel. There's one area where there is literally just people hung from trees everywhere. <laughs> and it's it's so dark because it's just that little area, and, like, you wonder, like, why did they hang so many people in just this area? Like, what, what was this about? And you don't really know. <laughs> I was, it's, that just made me think of, I, I'm perhaps. nowhere near as far into it as you are. I, I probably only have, I don't know, top of my head, maybe 12 or so hours. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, if you just got the Velen, you're like nowhere near me. I've only seen it rain once. Uh, yeah, I've seen different weather pretty often. I like that. I think that's cool. It's not like a controlled thing. It's not like on a set time. It's super yeah, random it rains every other day or something like that yeah and Geralt will uh he'll comment on it too good which is funny his commenting on things always make me chuckle I seriously love him he, he is I mean I knew this playing two and and I liked him in one even though one wasn't as well written it was just kind of the beginning of everything but like at this point he is definitely one of my favorite protagonist read the books that's awesome that's a huge statement oh i'm i'm going to read the books i'm resigned to doing that now and i don't think they're like i don't think the games are retelling the books i think they're just like short stories so Mm -hmm, that'll mm -hmm. be that'll be cool Mm -hmm. just to get new material for you yeah kind of just like more back background information probably a lot of stuff on like yennefer and siri and yeah i think so I, i loved the the conan thing of him playing witcher Oh, the horror, the Did you guys watch that? I sent that to you guys. I didn't watch it. I read about it. Oh, you sent? I thought Michael sent that. No, you're no, right. I you did. That. Michael commented that he really enjoyed it. That's yeah. right. You you probably sent me the GTA one back in the day too. Then, I, yeah, for the most part, I probably sent you about everything you've seen already. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about general sweeping generalizations. Yeah, <laughs> everything cool comes from Josh. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's what I try to do. But yes, the, Total the unicorn sex reality. Scene. Yes, exactly. I have not seen it. Yeah, I didn't. Yet. Have you done anything with relationships yet? Yes, I have one. Okay, I have not. So yeah, I I think I I told you guys before how like what a ladies' man Geralt is, mm-hmm. and they they so toned that down in this one. It was a, uh, it was a collectible, it was a collectible in the first <laughs> one. What was? Sleeping with having women? sex with as many women as possible. <laughs> That's awesome. There, there were specific ones. There were specific ones that you could do it with, and you would get like they they had it as cards, trading cards. Was, deadly premonition. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, so they switched was, that out with Gwent cards in three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It. it they just really like two. You could have. You could do it with a lot of people also, and then now in three, they really like. 
scaled it back, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> By the way, when I was playing before recording this morning, I played Gwent for probably about a half an hour against some random armorer solely because I couldn't beat him. No, no other reason. Just used a half an hour of my time playing Witcher playing Gwent against a random person. It's such a weird game. I just don't feel good about it. I enjoy it. It's frustrating, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I'd just rather be doing one of one of the other million things to do in the game than doing <laughs> that. Yeah. All right, well, what else you guys got? Anything? No. I have nothing. I'm still thinking about homeless people. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about the the scary movie scene where the guy's asking for a dollar and the I don't know who it is. I can't remember, but I think it's the first scary movie. She's like, oh, here's have a nice sandwich. And he has this like look of disgust on his face. Oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah. I said a dollar, bitch, and throws it at the yeah. back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Brilliant. That first, that first one was good. I didn't see anyone's past that. Second one was good, too. Yeah. Still the Wayans brothers behind it, I think. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining in. Yeah, maybe we won't try and talk sol- solely about Witcher. We talked a lot about shooters, though. That was good. Yeah, we did. I'll, I'll have. Uh, I'm super interested in Alien, and that'll be a good game to play with Amber hanging around because it's scary, you know. So yeah, that'll be fun to play. I think. Hey Nick, uh, maybe I'll finally buy Axiom Verge. Nick, do you want to play know. Trials after this? Eh, not right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Speaking of aliens, I think we're going to go watch Signs because she's never seen it. Oh, cool. Yes. You know, that's one of my faves. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next week. Yep. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Woo. Woo. Woo.